Welcome to Next CLT. Next CLT is a business development initiative that focuses on strengthening companies owned by Black, Indigenous people of color in Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Next CLT's podcast uh, talking to Paul Wenthenhall. He's a mentor, a philanthropist, an advisor. He's a traveler. He's an entrepreneur, corporate manager, and, you know, a university lecturer. He's also the former president and executive director of Enterprise at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. And Paul is retired, but he's one of those people who I count on for advice and sage advice. Paul, welcome to the Next CLT podcast. Thanks for including me, Eric. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Paul, in your role that you've had in the past and in your current role as supporting many organizations in this time and season in your life, what is something that, you know, everybody should understand about your role in this retirement space? Sure. The thing that uh, I found kind of interesting personally, and I suspect it might interest others, is that I didn't really know how I'd feel uh, retiring almost four years ago now after working 43 plus years in a full-time, fairly intense roles in different places. Um, And what I found is I was really fortunate to have what I'd call a soft landing. Uh, meaning that I've continued to be involved with uh, UNC Charlotte Venture Prize and helping entrepreneurs there, but also with things like Next CLT and and some other involvements. Uh, and so I really have found it uh, a pleasantly smooth transition uh, to have more time to uh, pursue things that are interesting to me, research, civic topics, you know, traveling and maybe even a little bit more exercise. Paul, you talked about a little bit more exercise, research, traveling, et cetera. What's the biggest area related to what you're doing in this space you're curious about and why? And also, what are some of the things you're researching the most right now? Well, people who know me uh, probably would not be surprised by this, but for for folks who are meeting me on the podcast, uh, this will confirm their awareness that I'm a bona fide nerd. Uh, When I retired, I started uh, collecting material on topics that were important to me, and I'm now up to 26 different topics that I'm trying to learn about. These aren't really recreational topics. You know, it's not pickleball or gardening or travel. Um, But to your question about what's most interesting to me, uh, I'd say first and foremost is the broad category of free markets and free people. Uh, And in particular, that's interesting to me uh, at the intersection of personal faith and economics and how you Uh, understand that and live that out and uh, act upon that understanding. Uh, And that also ties into two areas that I'm very interested in. Uh, One is immigration. My mother was a displaced person after World War II and 
We see all sorts of uh, human movement around the world today. And I'm very interested in how we as a country can uh, be welcoming and, and make immigration work well for people. And the related topic to faith and economics and free markets is uh, the whole area of economics and poverty. Uh, I think a lot of what we've done as a country has not been effective, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for improvement. And then uh, I'd add to all that, the, the other thing that you know wasn't on my list when I retired is something that I was thinking I'd give a lot of thought to, but... Uh, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the fact that I have relatives in Ukraine, I've spent a lot of time understanding the history of uh, that part of the world and and understanding what's happening there today. So, uh, not a not a short answer to your question, but lots of things that are on my mind. And you know, Paul, in getting to know you over the past year or so, I I could understand that. And those things are actually really interesting to me as well, as you talk about free markets and free people, and then historically how we've done things from an economic vantage point. And you know, uh, with the family in Ukraine, that's pretty interesting that you've actually. Carved out 26 topics. Now, what's your goal? How many? Uh, you're 26. How many more have you set a goal? <laughs> well, I think my goal is probably uh, to not add any. You know, if I if I add one, maybe I should be subtracting <laughs> two areas. But uh, you know, part of what I was anxious to do when I retired um, uh, was to really explore things that maybe had been in the back of my mind for many years. And now that I have the time and the energy to do that, to, to do that. Um, but then also it's important to not just, uh, you know, be sort of abstract or academic about it, but as you learn about these topics, figure out what you can do with what you've learned and how you can uh, take action on what you're learning and share it with other people or, uh, guide your activities day to day. So uh, I don't think I'm going to go beyond 26. And in <laughs> fact, uh, I'm sure any rational person would say it should be a much shorter list. Okay. Well, good, good. Paul, you are an advisor and a mentor and a coach in Next CLT's Business Accelerator Initiative. What, what are your major reasons for supporting this initiative? Well, it might sound uh, almost a bit grand, but our country and the world benefits when we make it possible for each and every person to contribute to their fullest capabilities. Um, and so that's, that's something that's been important uh, to me throughout my life. And what I've seen in the work I've done over the years is I've seen many people who uh, both transformed their own family's financial well-being while at the same time serving their community locally or globally uh, as entrepreneurial business people. So for instance, uh, I can think of a, an entrepreneur I worked with uh, in Rochester where I lived for many years who had uh, tremendous technical talent and built a company that uh, made uh, substantial contributions to cybersecurity 
And the outcome was that his family now has uh, the financial resources where his children can pursue all sorts of interesting opportunities. So um, I saw Next CLT as I talked with Greg Johnson about his vision and later with you, Eric, about your view, um, that basically Next CLT was an opportunity to help more people uh, unleash their talents and do it in a way that is for the benefit of the broader community. And I think it's especially important um, for people in underrepresented groups, whether we're talking about people of color or whether we're talking about women, often we found that these individuals have had public sector roles, but not as often have we seen uh, the doors open and, and people going through those doors to take on private sector risk to start and grow companies. Um, and so that's what was really appealing. And of course, uh, you know, the other aspect is uh, hopefully I can leverage my 20 plus years of working with entrepreneurs and economic development and uh, at least pass along a little bit of that knowledge. That's pretty interesting, Paul. As a mentor, that 20 years plus of knowledge, you've been able to uh, help people shape thinking or shift mindset around how they look at their business. Uh, you talk about your 26 uh, areas that you're focusing on, but when you meet with a mentee, how do you look at that as an opportunity to share your information? How do you process that? relationship mentor-mentee in that space? Sure. The thing that I've learned about working uh, as a mentor is that it's not very helpful to the mentee if I attempt to provide answers. There may be times when uh, something is pretty well known and, and maybe pretty obvious to me, um, but what's really important is that when I work as a mentor, that I draw on those experiences I've had and, and whatever knowledge I have and use it to help the mentee discover the answer on their own. And that actually is really difficult because uh, I found over the years that uh, experienced people like to share their experience. And the easiest way to share it is to say, oh, when I was in your situation, here's what I did. And of course, that has some value, but in fact, it's not very helpful as a mentor because the person you're working with has a different set of circumstances. The environment is different. Their personal situation is different. So what I try to do is to draw on all the different uh, activities I've had and use that to ask questions of the person I'm mentoring and use that to help that individual discover the important factors in whatever they're facing, help them you know, play a bit of a devil's advocate if they propose a solution, uh, ask the have you thought about this kind of question. And so uh, using that, uh, those years of uh, experience that I've had but using that to guide the mentee through a discovery process. 
That, that's interesting. And thanks for that. So asking the right questions is the key. And then having the mentor, the mentee actually discover the solution on his or her own as you move forward. Exactly. And I would just add to that, Eric, you know, sometimes uh, where the experience is very helpful is sometimes a mentee will make a statement where they assert something as a fact. Uh, and because it's a field that I have some knowledge in, I can I can help uh, push back on their understanding, you know, get them to really go deeper and make sure they understand it. So there are times when you can do that. Uh, you know, and then there are many other times where I don't have expertise in the particular effort they're doing, uh, but you can you can still ask good questions. Paul, what's been your biggest failure? You've you've had over forty years of experience. What's been your biggest failure, and why do you think that happened? And it could be failure in in different avenues or different aspects of your business career that you'd like to share. Something that you you know, been personally involved in? Sure. Um, well, of course, uh, over 40 years, there, there are many failures, so there are a lot to choose from. Uh, but one that I found really instructive happened uh, mid-career. I had worked for Xerox Corporation and had gone out and done a startup company that was venture capital-backed and then uh, did a subsequent startup company. And we were working in a particular area of um, software, and this was in the early years of personal computing, software to help people have more effective meetings. And what I found was uh, that we did a lot of talking to people, and they all said meetings were a real problem, and we had got lots of information about that kind of thing. And we launched our product, and while it had a little bit of success, it was ultimately a failure. We never it never really turned into a market success. And what I found was that you can't always base your thinking on what people tell you because they're inclined to tell you what you want to hear. And if you're not very careful about how you learn about people's uh, interests and actions, you can uh, have what sometimes is called confirmation bias, meaning that people tell you what you want to know. And so the lesson from that was to really, really, really uh, not take superficial uh, responses from people as the basis for building a business, but really test that kind of information in a much more in-depth way. Uh, and that was a you know, fairly expensive lesson that uh, that I had to learn, and uh, uh, but it was was one that has stuck with me all these years, and have uh, spent a lot of time working on how do you really understand uh, the customer? How do you do the kind of discovery of what's important to the customer and what they actually will act on, as opposed to uh, superficial things. Uh. So confirmation bias, you know, as we go through this uh, piece around, I, I like that that you brought that out as one of those uh, failure uh, spaces that you've actually kind of like lessons learned. 
as a lesson learned, why is Next CLT important for entrepreneurs of color in this in this city and this country? Why do you think that is? I mean, you've highlighted some of those in your in your previous answers, but why do you think that is? Yeah, I, you know, I, I would start with the the most top level thing, which is that we need here in Charlotte, Mecklenburg, and we need in the U.S. We need all of our talent working at its best and highest level. So without regard for someone's gender, their color, any any other personal attribute, we need all the talent working at its highest order. In our community, Charlotte, Mecklenburg, uh, people of color are highly visible in political and government, nonprofit sectors, education sectors. We need that same visibility in business and not just in the large corporates, but in entrepreneurial business. And that, I think, is extremely important for the the straightforward benefit that that provides role models for uh, the next generation. But very importantly, it directly addresses wealth creation. And we know that that's a major gap, uh, particularly among black Americans, uh, but also among other underrepresented groups. Uh, And we know that entrepreneurs often are blind to needs that occur outside their personal experience. And so next CLT, I'm very excited about because it directly addresses wealth creation and it directly addresses bringing uh, people into entrepreneurship and in particular into entrepreneurship that thinks bigger, more broadly, uh, and that by bringing new people in with new experiences, that means they will serve needs that might not be met today by existing entrepreneurs. As you look at Next CLT and you look at that uh, statement about, you know, wealth creation and legacy building, I'd like to ask this question as we wrap this up today is, What's the biggest challenge you think nonprofits like NextCLT are facing today and, you know, maybe in the next, you know, three to five years from now? Well, one thing I've observed, uh, having been in the nonprofit space personally uh, for 20 or 25 years, um, there's a tremendous amount of fragmentation in nonprofits. And so, Uh, There's a tension here, which is that we want entrepreneurial behavior. We want innovative behavior in the nonprofit sector. And that means people with new ideas and new approaches. At the same time, we want those uh, organizations to have enough scale that they can be effective at what they do and have high impact. And so I think uh, a very large challenge for all nonprofits, and it's applicable to NextCLT, is how does NextCLT fit into the overall entrepreneurial support ecosystem? How does it have the scale within its own resources and within the expanded resources of its partners to have a high impact that ultimately 
meets the needs of the clients, the people it directly serves, but also meets the needs of sponsors, volunteers, financial supporters, so that we get this uh, kind of virtuous cycle going where we get something that's good that happens in 2022, and that allows us to do even more in 23 and 24. So it's that question of scale and how do you build a sustainable, high-impact organization that I'd say is the biggest issue. Paul, well said, and I think that gives us a good runway to wrap this up. Thank you very much for taking the time to share your insights. And in a short caption, just give us some insights into your 40-year career in a, in a few minutes of just enlightening us. I appreciate you for this time. Any last words from you, Paul? Well, I just want to affirm uh, the work that you're doing and that others at NextCLT are doing. I think it's fantastic. It's needed. I hope that uh, as we have success in Metro Charlotte, I hope uh, we can replicate this in, in other places around the country because I think it's extremely important uh, for the long-term health of the U.S. economy and for the, the fair uh, opportunity for all of our citizens in the long run. So thanks for the work you're doing. Well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you just had uh, some insight from Paul Wethenhall, a thought leader in the world of nonprofits, but also just in the world of entrepreneurship as an entrepreneurship lecturer who has actually shared his wisdom with others. Thank you very much for listening to the next CLT podcast.